Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alrighty, welcome back to episode 140 of Two Drunk Brothers Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Hopefully we got some new listeners this week after Trent from Book It came on last week. Thanks to him again. We got a pretty fun show for you guys. It is uh, We had our first uh, college football rankings, the playoff rankings that were, were, were released tonight. Horrible. Recording. We're going we're gonna to dive into that. We're going to talk about the trade deadline in the NFL, which, hap- which was – finalized today horrible the effects from that and then we're also going to preview ufc 268 a big banger card this weekend and obviously give you some picks in degenerous digest so honestly like had a lot of shit happen today it's gonna be a a fun episode but let's kick off with what's at the top of everyone's mind travis has got some new seltzers is that elena new alani seltz so they make they make energy drinks and they're fucking amazing. So I wonder if it's the same company. Alani Seltz is what they're called. I'm looking it up. Um, Where'd you get them at? I found them at the gas station down the street from my store, from my house. Never seen them before. I walked in to get beer. They didn't have anything I liked. Saw these. Everyone knows I'm a seltzer guy. So I had to get them. Um, 100 calories. Two carbs. One sugar. Their flavors are different. They have uh, their frozen lemonade. Uh, it's a peach, a mimosa, and this one is Hawaiian shaved ice. Is the flavor? It's definitely the guy. It's got to be the same brand because they have the energy drink that's uh, that, that those flavors. Well, yep, it is. Fun. Is it? All right. Well, we're gonna try it out. Five percent alcohol. Pretty solid. I feel like a coconut flavor, not too sweet, but good enough to where it's a good flavor. I like it. If you can find them, try it out. They which which, which cool. one did you just try? The Hawaiian shaved ice. So they that came in the party pack, I'm guessing. I really like the one gram one gram of sugar, is that what you said in them? One gram of sugar, yeah. Um, so they have they have two different packs. They have the party pack, which I'm guessing that's what Travis got. And it's got the Hawaiian shaved ice, frozen lemonade, mimosa, yeah. and peach, like you said. They also have seltz on the beach, which is lime margarita, pina colada, raspberry mojito, and strawberry daiquiri. That sounds gross. Yeah, I'd rather have the one I have. Have you tried will... the Hawaiian shaved ice one yet? That's the one I just fucking opened. Oh, I thought I thought you said something else. You said it has a <laughs> coconut flavor. It's yeah, it's like um, not like crazy coconut, but. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know what it tastes like. Yeah, I was say because Hawaiian shaved ice does not taste like coconut, or it shouldn't anyway. I don't know. I'm gonna have to have you try one. 
I, I, I don't know what flavor I'm getting from it. All I know is that it's good. I'm going to open this one then while we're at it. Okay. So while Travis opens that one, we're going to dive into what's at the top of everyone's minds right now. Should, should I do peach, lemonade, or uh, mimosa? Do mimosa. I feel like everyone knows what a peach and a lemonade tastes like. All right. Let me grab one. Travis, grab one of those. We're going to dive into the college football playoff rankings. First ones of the 2021-2022 season were released tonight. And we're going to talk about them because we don't we have some thoughts. Really good. Most is good? Okay. Very good. I, I, that's a banger. So, for those of you who have not seen or been living under, underneath a rock, um, the college football playoff rankings came out. And the top four, if the playoffs were to start today, are questionable. You got Georgia, obvious number one. Then it gets questionable right off the bat. They ranked Alabama number two at 7-1 and one with a loss to Texas A&M. They got an undefeated Michigan State team that just beat Michigan, a top 10 team at home this weekend. They got them ranked at number three. They got a 7-1 and one Oregon team at four, a 7-1 and one Ohio State team at five, an 8 no Cincinnati team at six. And then after that, okay, cool, Michigan. A 9-0 and oh, Oklahoma team. At eight. Oh. Eight no Wake Forest at nine. It's it, this is a name thing. This is a name I, thing, and it I pisses get, me off. I get that Oklahoma hasn't looked great. Yes, and Cincinnati has had some rough starts against some teams. But what is the point in having any ranking system at all until this comes out? Because you're just giving teams false hope at this point. I mean, so here, so here, here's my problem. First of all, Alabama is ranked number two, which is absolutely ludicrous. If you want to have them at three or four, fine. I'm, I'm cool with that. I think they should be farther than that. They should not be ranked ahead of Michigan State, who is undefeated, done everything they needed to. And so here, so here's my thing. They probably looked at Michigan State like, oh, they have a close win at Indiana. They have a close win, I think, at Rutgers. Um, and then they probably did the same thing in Cincinnati. But Cincinnati did exactly what you would ask a non-Power 5 school to do. Coming into the season, they had – uh, Indiana, who's supposed to be good, and then Notre Dame on their non-con schedule. They can't help that they play in the American Athletic Conference or wherever the fuck it is they play at. Um, what are they even playing? I don't even know. Is it the American yeah. Athletic? Cincinnati. Yeah, American Athletic. Okay, they can't they're help gonna, that. They're going to be in the Big 12, right? Yes, or yeah. They they can't help that they are of the conference are in. So to, to combat that, they scheduled Indiana and Notre Dame this year. Guess what they did? They beat both those teams. Now, if you're looking at it, fucking that's Notre Dame's only loss. Notre Dame is the 10th ranked team. So you're telling me an 8 no Cincinnati team that has a top 10 win is sixth behind Ohio State and Oregon? Okay, Ohio State being up that high makes sense because they they lost to Oregon. Oregon's ranked number four. But Oregon should not be ranked number four. Who's their loss to? You say, so Stanford. Yeah, so I just have qualms with this because Cincinnati has done everything that we ask a, a non-power five to do every year, and they're still like they're 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 fighting a losing battle. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's awful. At the same time, they haven't looked like a team that would compete against an Alabama in the playoff, but they did. They, I mean, they're playing the games that are on their schedule, and they're probably going to win out, and they're probably going to go twelve and 13 and 0 if they win their conference championship game. And you know what sucks is the fact that they're probably not going to do enough to get in. I bet they finish the season ranked fifth. Okay. So, but here's the thing Alabama's going to, if, if Alabama runs the table and finishes 11 and 1 and Georgia finishes 12 and 0, they have to play Georgia. What happens if Alabama wins that game? They both get in. 
Okay, and if Alabama loses that game, they're out. They have to be. Yeah, they will. They will definitely have to be out. So here's my I'm looking at Oregon's schedule, and it's not it's not hard. Their toughest game, I'm gonna call it right now. Actually, they're gonna, gonna lose to Utah. Yep, they're gonna lose to Utah on, on November 20th at Utah. That's a tough place to play. They'll lose that game. Honestly, don't call me crazy. I know Oregon State just lost the cow. That's always a, that's always a tough fight. They play Oregon State. Their last two games in the year are what not. Is that? Are not what is that game called? It's called the uh, the Civil War. The Civil War. Yeah. So Oregon Oregon's going to drop a game. They're going to be out. If you look at Ohio State, then Ohio State plays um, Michigan. Michigan State. Purdue. They're going to so, lose the game. The, so here's the thing: the Big Ten's going to fuck itself. Because even if Ohio State wins a game, cool, they beat number three Michigan State, and they lose to Michigan, then you're staring down the barrel at three one-loss Big Ten teams. Like, who do you pick from that from, from that group? The winner of the Big Ten championship. So here's my thing: Cincinnati will will end up if they if they do what they need to do, run the table and get in. That's why I'm not super pissed right now that they're ranked six because they'll end up there because I think Oregon and Ohio State or somebody or Michigan State for that matter is going to lose a game and allow them to jump them. I think Cincinnati should at least be four. Four or five. I think I think I think six is a little egregious behind uh, Michigan, behind uh it's not Michigan, but man, and the more I look at it, it's, it might be properly rated. No. But I think they think they still creep up there. But the thing is they've done everything you have. Oh now Oklahoma, you have some quite I would be pissed if I was an Oklahoma fan. Nine and oh the only nine win team in the country. But here's yeah. the thing. They got they got a tough game this weekend against Baylor, and I don't think they win that game. And then they also play No, that's next weekend. They have a bye week. Oh, sorry. So they finished they have the three year pretty tough games in a row. At Baylor, at home against Iowa State, at Oklahoma State. There's they don't they don't finish undefeated. So they're done. And then you got the big no Big Twelve doesn't have championship. Yeah, they say, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, don't they? Wake uh, does Wake have a shot? No, they don't. Unfortunately, I don't know, man. NC State, they'll, they'll, they'll drop a game. They play and they play NC State and Clemson. I know Clemson's not great, but you're still playing at Clemson. And 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 to end the year at Boston College, that's not a, that's not an automatic W either. Yeah. So I think as of right now, I just think it's kind of bullshit that Alabama's. Uh, number two. Yeah, that that's my biggest. It should be UGA Michigan State. One of, one of my biggest things is the fact that Oregon jumped. I know the AP poll isn't, doesn't mean a whole lot. This is what I was saying at the fact that why even have rankings at all until yeah. the college football playoff. But the fact that Oregon was seven and now they're fourth. I don't get it. And I mean, who have they beaten to, to, to be, I mean, I know they beat Ohio state. That, that's, that's their big marquee win. They have played one ranked team and it was Ohio state. They lost to Stanford on the road in overtime. That was a year wedding. I remember that now they beat Cal by a touchdown. Who's terrible. They beat, they beat UCLA by, by three. three and they stopped. I mean, this is not a number four team in the country. I'm sorry. No. I mean, no knock on Fresno. We're we're big Fresno Jake Hayner backers, but they also only beat Fresno by a touchdown week one at so, home. At home, they'll they'll fuck it up. They shouldn't be that high. Ohio State will fuck it up because they have a gauntlet. Well, they'll and, also have the Pac-12 championship, and I don't know. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Two on the other side. Do they play a Pac-12 championship game? Yes, they do. Every uh, every Power Five has, has okay. A, has a so then they're fucked then because they'll put they'll have to play Utah twice. Yeah, Utah or, or Arizona State. It'll be Utah. Yeah, and, and there's no way they're going to beat Utah twice, like you said. No. So. So there you go. So I mean, like, so because of that right there, if Cincinnati does what they need to do. They'll they'll get in. Also, you have the potential of Michigan State to drop one, Ohio State to drop one, Alabama to drop one. There's a lot of opportunity. They, they like at, take- my, at the initial thought, it makes me mad the way they ranked it, but I think it'll be fun the way they ranked it. It will. Cincinnati, we'll have a lot of movement. Cincinnati does have one more tough game on the schedule. It is November 20th, my 20th birthday. My 20th, Jesus. That's MU. My thirtieth birthday party. SMU. That's 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 a toughie. That'll be tough. But if they can beat SMU and then win the conference championship game, which might be against Houston because they haven't played they don't they don't play Houston this year. They don't. So, so they they st- that see that's the thing for me. Like you know you can you can talk shit on the American Athletic Conference, but if if Cincinnati beats. Notre Dame beats Indiana like you wanted them to, runs a table in the American Athletic Conference. SMU, who is just ranked, and yeah. then wins, wins that or goes to the conference championship and beats a Houston, Houston team who's ranked right now. Yeah. You got to give it to them. Yeah. You do. You do. And they'll probably get steamrolled if they're the four seed playing Georgia. Georgia. But, but the thing, they, they could be ranked two or three, though. With the with where these other teams, they were at. just ranked two, right? Yeah, they could be they ranked, ranked two or three. Two in the A people, and you dropped them all the way down to six. If you put them in a game against a, and I, call me crazy, but if you put them in a game against an Oregon, uh, even a Michigan State for that matter, I think that's a winnable game. I think they be. I think they have a chance, and they could make it competitive if they play good football against anyone but Georgia or Bama. And that's just SEC power. That's all anyone, it is. Anyone. Yep. I think they make a game against anyone. Ooh, Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State's offense know. is Their crazy. defense. Their defense is good, though. Yeah. So we'll see. Those are our thoughts. So you're saying, like, you're looking at undefeated teams. You think anyone past Wake – you said Wake doesn't even have a chance. So you think I anyone think past Oklahoma ha- has a shot? No, I if don't. Wake, if Wake runs the table, though. There's just not enough games in the season to make up. For that much ground, Wake would have to run the table and would need the perfect deck of cards to just fall in their lap. Like they would need every everyone to lose the right weeks. It'd be tough. Yeah, what is? It? Yeah, it would be because yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how it shakes out. I mean, we got to be able to jump up to five or six. But I don't think they cracked the top four. Which five or can, six, it needs to be eight. Right now, if you're looking at this, that we have eight. Nine and 10, ten really good. Honestly, I could go as far as saying we have twelve really good teams right here. 
Yeah. Once you get to, cause so after, after, well, goes, after Baylor. Yeah. So it goes UGA, Bama, Michigan state, Oregon, Ohio state, Cincinnati, Michigan, Oklahoma, Wake, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Baylor's 12, and then it drops off to Auburn, which I think is not yeah, a plan. No. After Baylor. Okay, I, I don't say I don't say 12. I do say eight because then – I'm not saying expand it to eight or expand it to 12. I'm saying when I'm looking at the standings, we have 12 really solid teams because then literally right after 12, you drop off to your two lost teams. Yeah. Uh, and I think those top 12 have a shot would have a shot and be competing for an eight-team college football playoff. I mean, if you did an eight right now, it'd be fun as hell because you know, if you had if if we were to start today, now obviously a lot's going to change between now and when the the final season and week twelve is over, but or week thirteen, whatever it is, you would be Oklahoma versus Georgia, Michigan versus Alabama. God damn, that sounds awesome already. Cincy versus Michigan State, which would be a fun matchup, and then Ohio State and Oregon, which we've already seen, but. Yeah, you could play up the revenge matchup thing. Uh, I mean, it was a close game when yeah. they played the first time. They they won. I mean, Oregon won by seven. Like, it was a close game. They came back and won. Like, all those games sound phenomenal. I mean, it, it honestly does. And you could play it out in such – and, like, I know they always do it uh, the weekend after New Year's, which this year it's – they do it uh, – it might be New Year's Day Saturday, which sucks for us, Travis. But uh, yeah, because we'll be traveling the entire day. One of us might just have it up, have to have it up on our phone, probably watch it in the car. Uh, anyway, but like this weekend, what or this year, what they could do if, if they had it to eight theoretically, because that's four games, they could do two on New Year's Day, on New Year's Eve, or no, yeah, New Year's Eve, and then two on New Year's Day, which would be blast. They, anyway, I feel like it's only a matter of, of uh, a couple years before they expand it. Everyone wants it expanded. It's going to happen. I think so, too. So that's college f- football playoff rankings. I don't want to talk to too much, but it, it is fun. And this is going to be a point of contention every week for us because once these start coming out, I think it becomes real. And it's kind of crazy we're already in November. I feel like football season always goes by way too fucking fast. Oh, I feel that we're in November because every day it's fucking freezing cold. And yeah. It's, it's nice. I'm excited. So uh, football season. Um, Nothing uh, really – you think nothing really notable? I mean, week eight in the NFL was semi-fun. I, I want to talk about a win that I think is going gonna, is gonna to be overlooked in week eight in the NFL, and that was the Patriots going on the road and beating the Chargers. Like, as, as much as I hate the Pats. That I, don't think I don't think it's as big for the Patriots as it is devastating for the Chargers. I mean, yeah, because you look at it now, the Chiefs, like, they had a chance to take a stranglehold on that division – and take and now a anyone's ball game. Literally, I mean, what is anyone's? Anyone's besides first place is five and two, and last place is four and four. Who's five and two? The the Raiders. The Raiders. Man, whoever. Yeah. I, okay, I, it's not anyone's game. the The Broncos. Suck. Broncos are out. They're out. The Broncos have beaten the Jaguars, the Giants, the <laughs> Jets, laughable. and the fucking and the Washington football team. <laughs> it's laughable who the Broncos have beaten, and the fact that they. And they've had some close games with those wins. Yeah. And they still have Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback, but we're not going to go on down that rabbit hole. Uh, and, 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 your, and your all-star tight end on your team was liking tweets today saying, it's like, let's trade Noah Fan. Please trade Noah Fan. He was liking those tweets. Really? Yeah. Well, the whole fan base was shitting on him because they're like, what happened to Noah Fan? Where has he gone this year? Drew Locke is like, gone. 
Yeah, like you don't have because he probably runs freaking uh, routes farther than five yards downfield. It's probably why he doesn't get anything. So the AFC West is wide open. Besides, anybody besides Denver. Yeah. So yeah. that that loss of the Pats was big time. Justin Herbert has not looked good. So can we, as Dolphins fans, say that maybe we're not as we're not that crazy? I mean, no. <laughs> we I mean, I mean, I mean, put Justin Herbert on the Dolphins. He's not any better than two. I don't think. And the, uh, at the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, I think he is. I think that they're. A four-win team right now, but Which, yeah, I mean, kind of any other like what a week eight was. Um, I feel I feel bad. I feel so bad for for Jameis, man. Dude, at the same time though, he doesn't care. Like I know he cares, but he is he is in it to win. Like that's all. Did you see him in the locker room? Yeah, dancing on his crutches. Like, dude. He 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 doesn't care. As as uh, so he, as long as the team wins, he's okay. Yeah, I mean he he is the guy to get that team pumped. So that's awesome for them. What's really embarrassing is the fact that Trevor Simeon came in and threw all over the Bucks, exposed them a little bit. Got to talk about that. I mean, so I feel, embarrassing. Like I feel like we're kind of regurgitating some 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 part of my take stuff. But man, the Saints have Tom Brady's number since he's been on the Bucks. They he's they're three and one, and, but. The Bucks win the they games only, that they, matter. I was going to yeah. say they lose in the playoffs, and they and they will continue to do so. It is good. <laughs> it is good for our uh, our bets that we had this, in the preseason. Yes, second in the division at plus two hundred. That's looking like a surefire lock right now uh, with the way the Panthers and the Falcons are playing. Man, I wish the fucking whoever the Panthers played on Sunday, wish they could have fucking pulled it out. The Falcons, the Falcons, I wish they- literally. <laughs> Oh, we have, uh, we have the Panthers under seven and a half. They got their fourth win on Sunday. Shit. Which, which oh, let's talk about the Falcons before we dive in a little bit more. Uh, they're just dealing with a number of in, of issues. Calvin Ridley stepping away from football um, to deal with. What's up with these Bama receivers? And I don't know. Up, fucking up today. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I don't know what he has said that to like to better himself. Jesus Christ. Jared's got a bottle of vodka, the huge bottle of vodka, Kirkland Signature. Um, and everyone's like, you know, like, got to respect mental mental health and all this stuff. Which I, which all, I do. I do. I'm, yeah. all for, I'm all for mental health and everything and, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, but at the same time. You play a fucking game for a living. At the same time. Yes. And I was talking to my coworker, or one of my employees about this. And... Uh, Take take practice out of it because I wouldn't even really call that a job. Like you're playing that for fun, or like you just go in there and like you, you go to practice. But he, he is making, uh, I think it was like two point five million dollars this year for essentially seventeen days of work. That's all you gotta do. I mean, I'm, I'm sure practice is grueling at times. Like, yeah, playing on the That's Falcons all you is fun. I'm just, it's. It's tough. All right, take out the take out the practice part and the seventeen days of work. Six months. I mean that that's what it is. Okay, so from OTAs, you got July. Falcons aren't making the playoffs, so you go into like early January. That's six months. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. You're making two and a half million dollars in six months. I understand it. I mean, so if here's what here's what teams are going to start doing. They're going to start factoring in like clauses like this shit, where if you take you, you step away from the team for anything that's not injury related, obviously outside of like a family death or family emergency. Like I can take like you can take a game off personal issues, but to just step away from football, yeah, I'm stepping away with not really a clear timetable. I imagine not the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't know. From, from what I can from what I can understand. But either way, uh yeah, they're dealing with a whole mess of things. And then to go on top of Jared's thing with Bama, we'll we'll squeak this in before we talk about the rest of the NFL to get our serious stuff out of the way. Uh the Henry Ruggs news, everyone knows about it. Fucking what sh- shitbag human being. What an idiot. And then there were there's not much we can say other than the fact that what everyone else says, like, how can you not just get a ride? You're in Vegas. You mean there, you can't tell me there's no Ubers, no Ubers. I, I saw one of my buddies uh, that I went to college with tweet out. He said, you know, how crazy Raiders fans are. You could have just fucking put out a blast on Twitter saying, Hey, I, I need a ride from here. I need a ride. Can a, can a Raider fan come get me DM me? And somebody would there, you'd have had a hundred DMS, hundred DMS. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw the latest news, but they revealed not revealed the identity, but it was a 23 year old woman uh, who was in the car, hit her at go at what was claimed to be at a high speed rate, caught on fire. She got trapped in there, so she burned to death. Jesus, dude, fuck, fuck Henry Ruggs. He should fucking serve oh, prison time. He will. He, I think he'll definitely serve some jail time. It probably won't be very long because it's involuntary manslaughter. Uh, the max sentence for that's ten years. Fuck him, dude. He'll fuck it. So here's my thing, and I don't know if you saw the tweet I sent out, and I sent that out. I'll, I'll, I'll let that let that be known. He should have to donate every fucking cent he's earned in the NFL to that family, and never step foot on a never step on a football field again. People were, people were saying like, oh, people have done this before. Even people from the Belly Up family are like, oh, other people have done this before. I don't give a shit. We have to start fucking putting our foot down for this stuff. Thing, things like this are becoming a lot more serious. Like I, was, I read a tweet earlier where it's like drunk driving uh, offenses nowadays are not nearly as intense or they're way more intense as what they were 12 years ago. Which is uh, good. It's a good thing. Yeah, which is good. I mean, obviously, like everyone, like a fair majority of people have, dr- have drank and drove. Um, but at the same time, it's like that. it's insane. How what what you can do and how how he was going so fast? I mean, his car was just demolished. 
Yeah. And the, the car, the car that he hit, if you see the picture of it, you can't even tell what type of car it was because it was caught on fire. I don't know how you are going so fast you catch a car on fire by hitting it. He drives a Lambo, doesn't he? It was a no, it was a twenty it was a custom twenty twenty C eight Stingray Corvette that I looked I was looking it up today. It was insane. He had uh custom crimson suede interior and like it was bananas. It was so so gnarly and like un- like red underglow and everything. Like you can't miss. Go like, fucking go car. fucking here's my thing. Go fucking gun that thing, drive as fast as you want in the desert out in Vegas when you're fucking sober. 3:40 and what are you doing at three o'clock? Almost four o'clock in the morning on a Monday night anyway. It's Vegas. This this is gonna be the problem with rookies and players who have behavioral issues coming coming to the Raiders. They're in Vegas now. They're literally in Sin City, the city that never sleeps. That's the problem. You can go out and fucking party till fucking 5 a.m. on a Wednesday if you wanted to. Yeah, I highly doubt. Not to say that this wouldn't have happened, but I highly doubt it would have happened had it been in, in Oakland. Oakland. Nope. Nope. So n- enough about that. Fucking your rugs. Hope he never fucking plays another goddamn down in the NFL. Fucking trash bag of a human being. Very well, might not. Um, let's talk about a little bit more of the NFL this past weekend. So we I, I know we, I know we touched on I know we touched on Jameis. What are the Saints do at quarterback? Are you do you think they can ride with Taysom Hill? Because you got Cam Newton out there on, on, in free agency. I don't think you do anything until you you need to. I mean, I yeah, mean, they're, 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 they're five and two. Trevor Simeon, you got Taysom Hill. If you put him in, he doesn't do good. Uh, you can always throw Trevor Simeon in, and then you're like, okay, this this isn't working. I don't think they make a move. I, I honestly don't. If if Sean Payton, Payton preseason, it was a discussion whether or not Jameis was even going to start. Yeah, if Sean Payton keeps this up though and takes the Saints team to the playoff, no doubt in my mind he deserves he deserves Coach of the Year. Um, trying to think of anyone that might be able to get it over him. Uh, it depends on what, how the Bengals charges Jack Taylor and the Chargers, Brandon Staley. Yeah. So there's, there's three coaches right there for you in the running. Uh, maybe, I don't know about maybe Mike Rabel, depending on what the Titans were able to do. Bill Belichick. If, if he takes the pass to the playoffs, no, fuck him. He's already had, <laughs> he's already had his moment, moment in glory. Hey, maybe Robert Sala, if the Jets win three games. <laughs> hey, no. They, oh, your 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 last place Miami Dolphins are are there because of the of what the Jets did this weekend. Um, Adrian Peterson, Tennessee. AJ Peterson, Tennessee. Uh, I don't think he's gonna he's gonna be like a workhorse. I think he's probably gonna get twelve to fifteen k twelve to fourteen carries a game. Uh, I think Jeremy McNichols will be the passing down back and probably get about a third of the workload. But you know, AP will always bust off like in in those twelve to fifteen carries. He's probably going to bust off like a big a big run here or there because behind that offensive line, I think he could do a lot of work. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be bad. I don't think he will be unused. I just don't think he's going to be used a lot. So for me, like I own Derrick Henry in two leagues, and as soon as I found that out, I picked up AP. Do you think AP's like flex play in fantasy potentially? I would give it. I would give it this week, and if he doesn't perform well, I would give it one more. After that, if he's not putting up double-digit points, I would say no. Okay. 
But uh, so like if he obviously this week is like I'm not starting him in either league this week because just like it's yeah, I don't like think a, he's gonna have enough time to run the offense. He might I bet he goes out there for a little bit, but not nearly enough. Yeah. Especially against the Rams, like it's kind of a big game. Like you can't just throw some guy out there like, hey, go learn it. Have well, fun. He, even, he wasn't even relegated to like or relegated. He wasn't even like promoted to the actual roster today. Yeah, I know. He was on practice squad, so he probably won't even get put on the roster till tomorrow or Thursday, which is not nearly enough time. No, so I did it. I think I think like I'm. I agree with Travis. Like, give it this week. If I mean next week, if he gets like eight to ten points, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep him and maybe maybe throw him throw him in a flex spot. Um, but Derrick Henry tees and peas because he was definitely having a, an MVP type year. Yeah, it sucks for him, uh, but. He'll come back. I think it was just foot surgery. People come back. It's not like it was ACL. I mean, because they're. I think they're definitely going to win that division. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll be back this year. No, this has six to ten weeks. I'll be close. I'll be close. Um, Lion, the Detroit Lions. First of all, we we have to apologize because we anybody Every, who's everyone was on the Lions, so I'm not apologizing for shit. We are on the Lions uh, money line though, but I guess it doesn't matter whether you're on a money line or plus three. Yeah. They are an embarrassment of a team. I know for 100% fact now that they will go winless. Good for me. I had a bet and I put it on the Patreon earlier this year that they would be, have the least amount of wins in the NFL this year. Hey. At this point, you might as well take a win away from both the Texans and the Dolphins. Uh, but no, they, I don't think hey, they can win a game. The Dolphins beat the Pats. I mean, that's 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 not a bad win. But think they are a they are a very very close game, a few plays away from being zero and eight. Yeah. So, but anyway, about the Lions, I don't see them winning another game. They're horrible. Jared Goff shows that he was a product of his own system in L.A. and Sean McVay. Because look what Matt Stafford's doing. They're terrible. Jalen Hurts was 9 of 14 for 103 yards and they won 44 to 6. Didn't have didn't have to fucking throw the ball, just fucking ran that bitch. 103 yards. Their leading rusher was also him with 71 yards. This is what I got to say about hey Nick Sirianni fucking sit and spin on this bitch. Kenneth Gainwell was a beast last week and I started him in two leagues this week and he did shit. It doesn't matter. You started him in a league against me in one, and I started him in another league. Me and Jarrett played each other in both fantasy leagues that, that we are in against That's each other. Wild. That's wild. That was wild, by the way. Stupid. Jarrett started him in one against me, and then he won the matchup. I started him in the other matchup against him, and I lost. Had I started Melvin Gordon over him, I would have won. That's how fantasy fantasy football goes, my my no, guy. You can't even say anything because you. But won. in the belly up league, we won because we we did start Melvin Gordon this week, and we are five yeah. and three, but cruising in like in like fourth place right now, and we're we're having to patch it together because we we've had some injuries, we've had some bad some, draftees. We had Mike Davis and Allen Robinson in their top five, picks, yeah, and we're five and three, so we'll take it. And it's in a twelve man a twelve man league. In 12-man league, and I don't think we've done much on the waiver wire. No, not really. I mean, Kadarius Tony, but that's not anything. That dude, is made, that dude is made of freaking paper. Let's talk about that game. Oh, uh, I, was hey. talking, I was talking to our buddy. Uh, we've had him on the podcast a long time ago, Sean Malone. Uh, I was talking to him about it last night because he's a Giants fan. 
and uh, all of them went to that game. They had every single opportunity to win that game. They did. They had every single opportunity, shot themselves in the foot, that huge offside call uh, that resulted in that pick. I could I could say if – because Patrick Mahomes knew it was offside. If, yeah. if that flag's not thrown, chances are he doesn't make that throw. Exactly. That, but, that, when, he's, when, he's, when he texts that to me, I'm like, man, he probably doesn't make that throw if he didn't see But at flag. the same time, it's still probably – it's an incomplete pass and you're five yards deeper. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was a huge blow. And the the taunting call, man, which, which I talked to a Chiefs fan today. Who a guy that works for me? Uh, he's a huge Chiefs fan, and he goes, "Dude, that's that's such bullshit." That was weak. It's so weak. I mean, he didn't even do anything. Like, yes, he got up and got emotional, and he you can't lock eyes with another player and say something. That's football, man. It's football. Yeah. I don't. I don't disagree. I just, that was a huge kill because I think they were around the fifty yard line when that happened. Oh, it backed them way the fuck up, and dude. they ended up punting because they were ended up on like the. I think they were got at like the forty eight. Backed them up to like the third, close to the thirty. Also, Daniel Jones gave the Chiefs a fucking a touchdown, pretty much. When Patrick Mahomes turned that ball over in the end zone, Daniel Jones goes right back on the very next fucking play and throws an interception. Hey, it was to, two plays later to Willie Gay. That's horrible. It's a horrible throw. Also, it wasn't even like a like a crazy like mistake like what happened with Mahomes when it hit off Jarek McKinnon's face. No, it was just a terrible throw. It was. Um, also, Travis and I may have found like a pretty much sheer lock till it doesn't hit anymore. Nick Bolton's over on. I mean, our tackle props alone. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's stupid. six and two last weekend. I mean, it's stupid. I mean. We we it's kind of like sorry seven and two seven and two yeah it's kind of like the ta- it's kind of like our K props where you find you find a few people where you start hammering and until books catch on and raise value and even then you just find another player with value it's not like you have to bet the same person over and over you just have to find one that has value on and you take it yeah right now it's Nick Bolton and TJ Watt are the are, are two big ones I found and uh, and uh, Mike Parsons. Micah Parsons, yeah. Because his tackle prop was five and a half on Sunday night, and he had 11 tackles. I mean, shit, even Adoree Jackson's for the for the, oh the Jets. Yeah. He had like uh, – his, his was four and a half, and he had like 12 tackles last night. Another one's that guy for the Titans. Uh, Jun- yep. David Jr.? Uh, David Long Jr.? David Long Jr. for, for the Titans, yeah. Yeah, he tackles a bunch of people. So um, there, there's some freebies, but other than that, like – our tackle props, I think, are like thirty something and like fifty. I'm kind of drunk, so I don't know. It's like thirty and fifteen on the year, which is an insane yeah. hit rate. It's so bananas, and but that is the that is the level you have to pay ten dollars, or no, it's, it's eight. It's, it's that's eight dollar one. Yeah. Uh, regardless of the fact, we we are killing those, and the the Giants should have won that game. Uh, I, I I wholeheartedly believe so, and I think if Joe Judge isn't such a fucking dumbass with his timeout and clock management, they should have won that game. I think so too. I was watching it. They had no timeouts at the end of the first half, which ended up like they were kind of backed up, and then Daniel Jones takes a knee after they try like four or five plays to get it down the field. And then at the very end of the game, they had no timeouts again. I'm like, what did you do with all these timeouts? They ate them. They ate them. Um, 
Real quick, let's talk about one more thing before we move on to UFC because we're already like 30 minutes into this thing. We'll talk That's about right. UFC 268 and our Degenerous Digest. Deshaun Watson. Did he hurt himself? Because So what I, what I read today is he could have paid all of these 22 allegations. He could have done a civil suit, paid them, and been done with it. But he's fighting them. Which, good for him. If he really didn't do it, good for him. He's fighting it. But I think that's the fact that it's still an ongoing legal thing is the reason why I didn't get traded. Because Stephen Ross, I don't know if you know Travis, flew to Houston last night and had a face-to-face meeting with Deshaun Watson to determine if, if he wanted to be traded to Miami or if he wanted to pull trigger. And whatever whatever transpired in that meeting did not did not happen. Well, Stephen Ross is a bitch, so. Uh, He's also old. Might, might, I think, might, might be a little senile. Hey, I I might sound kind of weird saying this. Like, I, th- I think that Deshaun Watson is, like, too much of a guy to let it go. Like, he's going to want to fight his innocence. Uh, whether he, I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm not saying he did do it. But I'm saying, like, he's going to want to fight it, and he's not going to want to just pay these people off, take a three-game suspension, yada, yada, yada. If he wants to fight it and he really believes that he didn't do it and he's proven innocent and he doesn't have to serve a suspension, I think for him that's worth it in his eyes. I agree. Regardless of the fact he's not – it sucks because you look at a quarterback in his prime in his 20s. 26? I saw – yeah, 26. I saw a highlight tape from him today. He's so good. It said uh, – so this this Dolphins fan has started following, which we hopefully had him on the po- have him on the podcast soon. I can't remember his, his Twitter handle. Um, he he's he's a better too. He's a gambler, but he he like retweeted a a film of him, and it said great players make great plays, win games. And it was Deshaun Watson shedding sacks, just like making runs. And, and that's the thing: the fact that he's been able to have such a good career behind such a shitty Texans offensive line, and such a shitty Texans run game since he's been there is incredible. Yeah. Just that this is the things of what he would be able to do in Miami because Miami has a shitty offensive line, and a shitty run game. Yeah. So, so he would, he would take, he, I mean, he takes teams to next, next levels. He is a top five quarterback in the NFL. If he's playing. And it just sucks. He missed a whole year in his prime, by the way, that guy's at Nikki's bets. We'll have to have him on the podcast, but uh, I, I mean, cause he's, he, his whole thing. He put up, a video today, this kid who's a Dolphins. When is the last time you heard of an owner going to meet with another quarterback and not pulling the trigger? Like, what is that? Like, even if you're like, what does it say to Tua? Like, you're you're done with him. Like, you didn't pull the trigger. You're done with the quarterback you have. Where do where do you go from here for the Miami Dolphins? Is is it another complete teardown and, and restart? I mean, it almost has to be. You can't. <laughs> they're one. They're one in seven. Seven. Uh, so lost seven in a row. Seven in a row. Cool. They play the Texans this week. And and that's the thing. It's going to be just enough for for everyone to be like, or the owners to be like, you know what? Like They have such a we, soft schedule in the back end that they can win enough games to keep, keep them around. I don't know. And they play the Ravens and the Jets. Look at it. It's I, so soft. Panthers, Giants, Jets, Saints, Titans, Pats. Um, I see four wins. So you're looking at five and twelve. No, four total. I bet. I bet they they'll drop one of the Jets games. 
and then they'll drop one of the Panthers Giants games. Yeah, I mean, but if, if Deshaun Watson really didn't do it and he's fighting for it, good for him. I, it sucks to see a quarterback in the middle of his prime miss out on years like that. Yeah, but then again, he's not taking hits. He's not really taking any years off of his career. Going with the with the with the Tom Brady approach here. Exactly. Maybe he's just prolonging his career uh, by not taking as many sacks in Houston uh, this year. All right. So, but the trade deadline overall horrible. <laughs> Nothing. Um, happened. I think the biggest thing that happened was Von Miller to the Rams. Which will probably hurt in two weeks. I'll say, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, let's hammer the Rams uh, to win the Super Bowl. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like. Because they added a linebacker. You think a 37-year-old pass rusher makes him a fucking Super Bowl contender? No, thank you. I will still take the Packers and I'll still take the Cowboys over the the Rams in the playoffs. But we have to talk about Cooper Cup. He's going to smash every fucking receiving record known to mankind. He is supposed to break Calvin Johnson's receiving record. With Matt Stafford. With Matt, with Matt Stafford. That just goes to show you how good Matt Stafford is. I've always been a Matt Stafford fan. Me and Jared Bowles. Jared, Jared at sometimes was on the fence. But, like, he's so good. He, he's a damn good quarterback. Had, it sucks that his career is wasted in Detroit. So, hey, making up for lost time, baby. How many, how, how many years is he in L.A. for? I don't know. Because he was traded, wasn't he? Yeah, he was traded. Oh, yeah. So they, they absorbed his contract. They absorbed his contract. Uh, he is there. He signed a six-year deal, I believe, in 2016. Yeah, he's oh he's there for this year and next year, and then he's an unrestricted free agent. Okay. So maybe. Um, real quick, Deshaun Watson, what is your early call? Before we move into, we're going to take a break and we'll go to UFC 268, which is basically Degenerous Digest because we're going to talk about gambling on it and football. Where does Deshaun Watson play football next year? Do you think there's still a chance he comes to Miami? I was about to say that's the only place he goes. Really? Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, the dogs, no matter how stupid I think this front office is for not making the trade earlier, they're still going to look back and they're going to be like, wow, we were 10 and 6 last year. And now we're four and thirteen, or five and twelve. Yeah, uh, you know, there's no good quarterbacks to draft in this class. Um, they well, have, first of all, they, yeah, they they won't have a pick to draft them anyway because they traded to the fucking Eagles. That's what I'm saying. They, there's no quarterback to draft in this class. They have they have the pick capital to give away for him and some pieces to give away for him. And he's already said that he he wants to come to Miami. He's not going to want to go to Carolina. Or New Orleans, like he wants, he's gonna go to Miami. That's is, his, is his contract up at the end this year, or does he still have to be traded? Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. 
Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I don't know. I think he might still have to be traded. I feel like he's no, I feel like this would be the end of his rookie deal. No, he he, he signed an extension. Oh, did he? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Let's we'll, we'll look this up. Uh, oh wow, yeah. He's got one, two, three. He's got four more years. So he's supposed to be traded. After, yeah, after this year, he has four more years. So but he's got but, a potential out uh in 2024. But so that's the thing, like even if he gets so like that gives him the rest of the year to get clear to these allegations. He's still not going to want to stay in Houston. He's going to be like, fucking trade me. No, I mean, he's already – he said he wanted out, I think, even like before he was going to not play, right? Anybody outside of Miami, that, that's a that's a chance to get Tilly and Deshaun Watson. Denver? No. Cold weather guy. New Orleans? I would say the only – the only real – contenders would be Miami or Carolina. Yeah. Because he played uh, – I know it's North Carolina, but he, he played in Clemson, which is South Carolina. So We'll see what happens. I mean, it sucks we're not going to get a year to, another year to Sean Watson, but that is the top of the show. Went on, went on a little too long. We're going to go into UFC 268, take a break here, lead to Degenerous Digest, talk about that. We're back here in a few seconds. All right, let's dive into uh, UFC 268 this weekend. Fun one. Kamaro Kamaro Snoozman, uh, fake Marty Newsman, (laughs) we're Colby Covington 2. It's an an awesome card all all around, through and through, from the main card down to the prelims. Uh, I mean, the the main card alone is a fucking banger. The main card alone is insane going to be awesome it's one that we are heavily invested in and heavily are going to be one-sided in uh in terms of in terms of who we want to win and i feel like that should be uh most people because a lot of people don't like uh especially yeah the last three fights i have like heavily heavy rooting interest in in the last three fights yeah yeah for sure um before we dive into it i'm a huge colby covington fan you haven't known that before ever since John Jones kind of has been like on his leave of absence. Coley Covington was a guy that I took over with, uh, in terms of my rooting interests. Awesome. Awesome fighter. So love that form. And then we have our own, uh, alumni, Michael Chandler fighting on the card, uh, versus Justin Gaethje. And then Hernis is also fighting. Thug Rose. Thug Rose who won the belt. Stepped away from fighting, came back, won it again. Uh, she's a beast. Yeah. So, so got a got a banger of cards. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through the main card from first fight to last fight, and then at the end we'll give you some prelim some prelim fights if we like them. But even this first fight, I mean, man, this is gonna be a fucking fun one. It is a bantamweight bout. Number eight, Frankie Edgar, is the underdog against uh, Marlon Cheeto Vera. Minus 170. Frank Yeager's plus 150. Bandway bout. 
this this is the fun because Cheeto Vera's really came into his own over the last like few fights, and he's really on on a fucking heater. But he lost to Aldo after he beat Sean O'Malley. I mean, Aldo is a goat. That's my thing. Like you lost to a goat. Yeah, but he was old at that point. He was he lost to a like a degressing Jose Aldo. Okay, but Frank Yeager's also lost three of his last four and four of his last six coming into this fight. Yes, but he lost to Brian Ortega, Max Holloway, and Corey Sanhagen in three of those four. <laughs> okay. Like like the more like when I first looked at this, I was like, Frankie Edgar's old. Uh I'm, I'm riding Cheeto Vera all the way. Still don't know which way I'm really leaning, but now that I'm looking at Frankie Edgar's resume, he's only lost nine and and four of his last five, I because the name is Chang Sung Jung, but that's Korean Zombie. So Ortega, Holloway, Korean Zombie, Sanhagen are his last four losses. Yeah, but his wins are against Pedro Munoz in a split decision in August of 2020, and then a unanimous decision against Cub Swanson, which I think I can get in a fucking ring with Cub Swanson. Yeah, his last his last real like impressive, I guess if you want to call it, because it was a decision win was against Jeremy Stevens, but that was five years ago. Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Heathen Stevens. Stevens. That guy, is that him? That guy's a fucking joke. Yeah, like he real and then like Uriah Faber. Yeah. I guess that was Uriah Faber's good days seven years ago. Uh, seven it was six. It was six years ago. Six and a half. Here's that's what I'm saying. So Vera fights in volume, man. He's fought eight times in the last three years. And compare that to Edgar, he's fought four times in that span. But hey, he beat Charles Oliveira. Frankie Edgar did? Yeah, eight years ago. Okay, cool. <laughs> Was Charles Oliveira like 17 then? I mean, because seriously. Uh, I mean, he had to have been really young. I mean, he's beat he's beaten BJ Penn like 16 times. Uh, yeah, the more I look at it, you just have to lean Cheeto Vera. You have to. Cheeto Vera's minus 170. I'm going two units. Frankie Honest- Edgar. 40 years old. Yes, he's old as shit, bro. Old as shit. I mean, Cheeto Vera's coming coming to this coming to this thing hot. Uh here here's another thing right here. The only way Edgar wins this thing if he gets into the, is, is if he gets into the ground. If he's gonna stand up and try to outstrike Marlon Vera, not gonna happen. Marlon Vera Cheeto Vera, he, he he's good on the ground. He has eight significant Ex- wins. Exactly. So there's really no advantage in this fight for Frankie Edgar. That's my thing. It's a it's What's a over. I have best fight odds pulled up right here, which is a great site. Uh, amazing fucking site, actually. Uh, Just o- over two and a half for. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Here it is. Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler's right there. Here you go, Marlon Vera. Over two and a half is minus one eighty-seven. Okay, so I'd rather take Cheeto Vera then. Yep. You get better odds with that at minus 170. I mean, the more we talk about it, like you said, Frank Yeager's old. He's 40. He hasn't beaten anyone good. Chito Vera has fought eight times in the last three years when Frank Yeager's fought th- four times in that in that time span. Lost three of them. And really the only way that Frank Yeager could win this is on the ground. But like you said, eight of seven – eight – of Cheeto Vera's 17 wins are by submission. So there's no win there too. Like his losses that he had, it's not like they've been close. All of his three of his four losses have been first round knockouts. Eggers? 
Yeah. He's, yeah. Van Hagen, uh, Korean Zombie, and Brian Ortega, he got knocked out all in the first round. Yeah. So we're going to ride with Chio Vera here. I mean, he beat Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley's one defeat. At the- due, due to a very technical knockout. If you, if you ask Sean O'Malley, he's still undefeated. So uh, we are big Sean O'Malley fans uh, over here. So the next fight is another banger, I think. Number 14, Shane Burgos is minus 200 against Billy. And I'm going to fuck up this guy. Quarantio. Quarantio, plus 170. It's a featherweight bout. This is an, this is a very interesting fight. This is an interesting odds fight. Because yeah. from the look of it, I would never guess that Shane Burgos is a minus 200 favorite. And he's I never like saying that. He's, he's lost two in a row. Given that his, his last loss was a knockout to Edson Barboza, but he did lose before that. Uh, lose before that, and then he beat Makwan Amir Khani, who was up and coming, but just got uh, relegated to the PFL. So you know what's funny is that Burgos's last win was at UFC 244, and guess where that was at? I mean, it was Masvidal Diaz, Madison Square Garden. Guess where this fight's at? Madison Square Garden is exactly. Almost exactly two years ago. Yep, yep, almost exactly. But Quarantillo has only lost once since his UFC debut in 2019, and that was by decision. Outside of that, four of his five wins in the UFC were either come by TKO or submission. And also, four of Burgos's 16 fights have gone the distance. So a lot of his fights end early. So you know what I'm leaning here. Under? Under two and a half, plus 120. I don't mind it at all. Uh, I'm going to lean Quarantillo. I'll also uh, bite on him, too. Like that That's a fucking great pick. He gets it done. He gets it done all around. Seven knockouts, five submissions, four decisions, uh, three losses. He's only been knocked out once. I mean, Shane Burgos, you could argue the same thing for him. I think it's a – I think it's going to be a dogfight. Uh, but it's a dogfight that I'm willing to take the value on for Quarantillo. And maybe maybe double dab in that. Like, do Quarantillo and the under. So that way, if one wins and one, because they're both at plus odds. So do a unit on both. And that way, if the under hits and Burgos gets it done, because I, I think the only way Burgos wins this thing is if is by knocking Quarantillo out. But if Shane Burgos wins by decision, then I guess you're just fucked. I mean, that's the risk you take. That's why they call it gambling. Uh, great pick, true. though. I also would, I, if I had to lean aside, I would go Quarantillo as well as the dog there. It's just, just the I mean, it's tough to bet a two hundred uh, point favorite when he's Definitely lost two. Not going to do it in this fight. Who we got thirteen three fighter and a sixteen three fighter, like you said, lost two in a row. Yeah. So, but um, would he lose? Three, would he lose three in a row? It's tough. It is tough, but you can't you can't gamble him to to recoup from that because a lot of fighters go go through some shit. Conor McGregor, case That's in true. point. That is true. Ah, oh, this next fight makes me nervous. Yeah, so the next one we got Justin, the human highlight, Gaethje, the number two ranked fighter in the lightweight division, against our 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Boy, a Mizzou alumni, a Mizzou wrestling alumni. Iron number, Mike. Number four ranked Iron Mike Chandler. So Justin Gaethje's the favorite at minus 180. Michael Chandler's plus 155. I'm surprised those odds aren't closer, to be honest with you. I mean, that's pretty close uh, for this type of fight. But then you look at, dude, did you did you look at Gaethje's resume? Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. It's I'm looking match. at it right now. He's lost to Khabib, and then he beat Tony Ferguson, who take it take it as it is on the downside of his career. Donald Cerrone, downside of his career. Edson Barboza, who good, good who, win, who, good win, who, good win. Come to find out, may not be as good as what everyone thought he was when he was up and coming. James Vick, who's not that great. Then he lost to Poirier, who is now great, but Eddie Alvarez, who. Is now not that. Great. So 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 here's my thing. Justin's three losses are all to champions at that time. Eddie Alvarez was a champion. Eddie Alvarez was was an eventual champion. Remember, that had to have been interim though, right? Conor McGregor. No, Eddie Alvarez was the lightweight champion, and Conor McGregor beat him. Okay, that was when the division was ass though. <laughs> but he he beat Dustin Poirier, who is now probably going to be the champion because Dustin Poirier is going to fucking pick apart. Uh, what's his the Mexican dude, uh, Brazilian dude, fucking uh, uh, Charles Oliveira, Oliveira. Yeah. So Justin's losses aren't bad, but timeout. Flip side, Chandler's losses, even dating back to his days at Bellator, aren't bad either. He's lost six times. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's lost six times." Get get, get this, guys. All fucking six of his losses, even in the UFC, is one loss UFC. We're all in championship fights. He either lost the belt or lost an interim f- or, or lost an interim title fight in all six of his losses. So he's, he, he's not losing the chumps. Like the thing that scares me with Michael Chandler is that his last four fights and the only four times that he has been, has been knocked out. And you look on the other side and Justin Gaethje has 19 knockouts. That's why I am not picking a side in this fight. The he, obvious, the obvious bet is the under. Yeah, what is the under? One and a half minus one ten. I hate one and a half. I know I do too, but listen to this. The reason I'm going the under is because, like I said, literally combine these two fighters' last five fights, so ten, so ten, ten total fights. Nine out of ten of them would have been under one and a half rounds. I mean, it's just, it's just. I don't want to pick a side. I don't want to fucking put the house on Chandler because I can't bet against Chandler. I can't go with Gaethje. 
Minus 180 is too much for me, too, with Gaethje. That's why I like the under. The only thing that scares me about that is the fact that in both of Chandler's first UFC fights, uh, he hasn't – He which it worked out in the first one, but in the second one, not so much. He hasn't tried to wrestle, and that's that's his background. That's where he's come from. He has seven submission wins in his career, never been submitted. And you look on the other side – and Justin Gaethje, human highlight reel, he's not a ground, he's not a ground artist. So the only thing I can think of in this fight is that he, he he's gonna try to take it to the ground a little bit more than what he has in the past. And on the other side, Justin Gaethje, he's not he's not a ground artist. He he has one submission win, one submission loss. He gets his name human highlight human highlight reel from his knockout. So I think that Michael Chandler, maybe, maybe if he's kind of smart or if his camp smart they're going to work on at least trying to get this fight to the ground a little bit more i mean michael chandler is a mizzou wrestling alumni i mean brian smith out of the university of missouri shout out mizzou has produced some damn good ufc fighters tyron woodley ben askren now michael well, chandler well ben askren not necessarily a good ufc fighter but ben askren a good mma fighter yeah I mean, he was a he was a one championship champion. He was a Bellator champion. Michael Chandler has been a Bellator champion. Tyron Woodley was the UFC champion. Those guys know their roots. Um, yeah. Which so well, he, that's the only reason that under scares me. Um, not going to sway you guys to take either side. I will I will sprink and bink some money on uh, on Michael Chandler, uh, depending on how drunk I get on Saturday night and what what my units are looking like at the week might roll with Jarrett's under. Uh, but this fight might be just one that unless you, you really want to root aside for, you don't have a heart in it. Uh, might just be one you sit back and watch. Yeah. Like if you handcuff me, I'm picking the under, but I'm also going to bet on Mike Chandler. This will not be a Patreon play. This is a pure right here. This is, that's right the thing here. what we've told you not to do with you. bet with your gut, not your heart. Honestly, my gut isn't doing anything on this fight. I can see both sides, uh, but my heart's going with Michael Chandler. And Justin, Ga- yeah, my heart's going with Michael Chandler. And Justin Gaethje, like, no, no fucking knock on him. The dude's a fucking, the dude's a beast. I mean, an absolute beast. So it's scary. Like, th- th- this fight is scary to me. I have, I fucking hate that commercial with him and Michael Chiesa, though. Well, I hate it because Michael Chiesa, but. <laughs> And they're sitting there staring at each other's faces. Yeah. So, <laughs> going to move us into the co-main event, which is a championship title fight. Uh, it's a women's the women's strawweight championship fight, a rematch. It is the champion Thug Rose Namahunas, the champ. Uh, my, the minus she's minus one fifteen, not the favorite, which is rare, against the number one ranked Wiley Zhang, the former champion, who Thug Rose beat to take this belt. She's the minus one oh. Uh, sorry, oh sorry. Thug Rose is is the favorite, but a very slim favorite. Minus one fifteen. Wiley Zhang's minus one oh five. Um, this is gonna be another banger of a fight. I don't. I, mean, really I don't. Is. I don't get because last time I bet on Wiley because she is bananas, uh, and I I was proven wrong because I was like, you know what? I don't think Rose has it in her. She had come off that slam loss to Jessica Andrade and then came back and beat her by decision. I was like, I don't think she's all the way back yet. Then she comes out, has that picture in her face in the first round. And then I'm like, how is this minus 115? You got to give me Thug Rose all day long. Two units, they have to. Really? Do you see Wiley losing twice in a row, though? 
Uh, I don't see Rose giving up the belt again. So here, here's my thing. Her mind is all the way back in it. So before that loss to Rose, Wiley Zhang hadn't lost the mixed martial arts fight since 2013. Yeah, and then she got the shit kicked out of her. Literally. But before that, though, her her real and, – and I'm not – I mean, we, we've been following USC for a while, so I, I know my women fighters, like, if you're, if you're pretty decent. The only two that are standing out to me were her previous two before Rose, which were – uh, Joanna Jim Jacek and Jessica Andraj, who Thug Rose beat both of them. And, and on top of that, she beat an, an amount of other girls too. Yeah. So the, my thing with Thug Rose is like before the fight, before her last fight, she's like, I'm the best. I'm the champion. Like she's like really like she has this weird mental state about her where she like goes into like a fucking like almost I'm going to kill you mode. Well, that's the thing. And that's why she took time off. Uh, when she when she stepped away from the UFC for a while after she lost after she lost her uh, belt to Andrade, right? Yeah. Uh, she stepped away and she was like, "My mind's just not in it." And then she came back and now she's like, she's fully invested. She seemed invested. I, I don't think she's letting it back up again. She just you got to think too. She just acquired the belt from Wale. Uh, six months, eight months ago? April. It was April, yeah. I don't think she's going to give it back up that quickly. Yeah, I don't think so either. My my big bet here is not... Dude, the under a four and a half, because it's a championship fight, under a four and a half is even money. I don't see a way where this fight goes a decision. Either way. Wiley has five decisions in her 23 fights. Um... Rose, on the other hand, has five and her 14. So both are well under half of their fights. 10 out of 37 matches combined between the two. That's that's the bet. That is a solid bet. Uh, and it's another one where if you really want to double down, um, you could either do both separately or you could do Rose inside distance if you really like that. Rose that's inside distance is... Rose inside distance is, let me tell you real quick, I'm on best fight odds. Again, a great-ass site. Um, Rose. Here it is. Namahoon has inside distance plus 380. There you go. I mean, that's some phenomenal odds right there. Yeah, it really is. If you can get it, snag it. If not, I think the under, at, at even money, under four and a half, is great value in itself. I think they're both good value. Yeah. Uh, Rose at minus 115 after she just knocked her out in the first round. And even before the head kick, I mean, she was peeping her up a yeah. solid amount before that. Uh, she was winning the whole fight. It's not like you just she just got caught with a lucky head kick. Yeah. Uh, so she was winning before that. Either way, like them both. Yeah, I, I rewatched because like both the co-main and the main events are both rematches. I rewatched both of them. Like Travis said, Rose peeping her up. I think Rose is a good bet, and the under is a good bet there. Um, both pretty much almost – I mean, Rose at minus 115 in a title fight is rare. And I think I think if you can grab it, if you're confident, grab it. Which leads us to the main event. Oh, my God. I'm so fucking amped for this. I'm so nervous. You got – it's a the men's welterweight title championship bout between the champion Kamaro, the Nigerian Nightmare Usman, who's minus 305, by the way. Versus the number one contender, Colby Chaos Covington, at plus 240. 
Now, guys, if you did not watch this first fight, it is a banger. Go watch it on YouTube where you can find it. That's where I watch. I rewatched it for this podcast. And I have some thoughts. It went a full five rounds or almost a full five rounds. Kamar Usman won by TKO, quote unquote, near the end of the fifth round. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. And Travis, I don't know if you want me to dive into it or you want you want to go, but I got some thoughts because I rewatched the whole damn thing. So you rewatch it, you can go for it. I, I mean, I remember it pretty vividly. Uh, this was the first fight that got my now wife into UFC. Her favorite fighter is now Colby Covington. Uh, so Colby, very beginning of the fight. For those watching on YouTube right now, you see me do this. He started doing it like late first, early second round. He start, like for those of you who don't know, like Colby pretty much broke his jaw. He said he broke his jaw early in on. this fight. In this fight, he he did. You go back and watch it. He starts protecting, like so he so he he's right handed, so he has that right hand out there with his left hand. He's like putting it up against his face, protecting his jaw very very early on. Like, I mean, like end of first, early second. I scored it. Went back and watched it unbiased. Going into the fifth round. It was a tie. It was it was tie tie ball game. Yeah, I remember. I mean, it was very close. I remember watching it in person, uh, and it was it was very close. So where it really happened, also, um, Kamar Usman's a bitch. He called two whack ass timeouts. One was a groin kick in the second round when Colby was coming off some pressure. The second was an eye poke in the third round, and after that eye poke. Usman came out and dominated the rest of the round, and that to me, like I, I, from a judging from a judging standpoint, you have to give it to Usman. So I did, and that was killer. And also at the end of that third round, when Usman got that break from that fake eye poke, in my opinion, he got some he got some more gas, and that's when really that that big connection with with Colby's jaw happened, and that's where it broke. So. Well, I mean, if you look back at it, like it was very, it was very close in terms of like strikes. Strikes were super close. Uh, what stands out to me is control time. This wasn't a fight where it's the usual Kamaro uh, hugs his opponent against the cage. No, they he's not going to let that happen. Uh, he's just he's not. He's he's too aggressive, and he's not going to sit there and just let you pin him against the cage. And I hope that that is the case in this fight. Uh, what I what what really surprises me is the zero in the stat column for Colby Covington's takedown attempts. I mean, Kamar, Kamar's a wrestler, though. You can't, you can't, you can't. But he, he only has one submission win in his career. He's He's been submitted before. 
Colby, on the other hand, I mean, he he only has just as many knockouts. He does submissions. I feel like you got to try. You can, you're not going to stand up and throw with him the whole time, or else you're just going to get your bra jo- your bra joking, your jaw broken again. You got to you got to try to switch some things up or do something different. I don't think his jaw is broke again. Here here's what I really think. I think his jaw was hurting coming into camp. I think something ha- or coming into the fight. I think something happened in camp. Um, if he can protect that jaw. If Kobe's jaw doesn't break in the second or third round, whatever was in that fight, he wins that fucking fight. No, in my in my opinion, no bones about it. Um, this is gonna be a, the the odds makers in Vegas really perplex me on this one. Why it's so heavily favored in Usman's like this was not like it's not like Usman came out here and clowned him last time. Like if Kobe, yeah. like I don't think Kobe should wrestle him. I think Colby was doing just fine out striking him. I watched the fight. They both stood up. They threw. Kamaru's not a striker. Colby's not a striker by nature. They both have insane cardio. I think the heat, if Colby does the same exact thing and doesn't break his jaw, he wins this fight, which is why this, this is a heart pick for me. This is not going to be on the Patreon. This is not something I'm going to advise you to do. But if you want a rooting interest in this fight, vote for the dog here because Colby at plus 240 is too insane value to not bet on. Greetings, nerds and virgins. America's champ back with America's pick of the week. And I'm taking Colby Chaos Covington at plus 240, obviously. Going to do that. Uh, have to do it. Love the dude. Love him to death. I will still, and you will not convince me otherwise, that right now this is the only fight for Kamar Usman to make. There's going to be a, that is going to be a competition. The only one that I can, can, that you will convince me otherwise, even after this fight, I don't even care if Colby loses. I don't care if he gets knocked out again. Uh, the only fight outside of him in this division that you can make is Hamzat Chimeyev. Cause that dude's bananas. I thought he was, well, I thought he was lightweight. Nope. I mean, the only fight outside, I mean, if, 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 Kamaru wins this thing. He's going to be a money fighter. I mean, like Hamzat has has absorbed one strike in four UFC fights. I think Hamzat needs like two more wins before he gets a belt. A shot, a shot at the belt. No, I think he gets one. I think if Colby loses this, Hamzat fights again before the end of the year. Who would he fight? Who's in? Who's in? Who's in the top ten? So we're 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 already spitballing here because if Kobe, well, if Kobe wins, I think they immediately run it back and do a trilogy fight. You think so? Immediately? Not a, no. Yeah. Kamara doesn't like to do that. Which which shout out to him? Like he he is like I used to hate Kamara. I still kind of do a little bit. But if you want Hamzat to get a to get a title fight next, he's not even ranked right now, bro. It doesn't matter. He'll feed get, him he'll to be... uh, Stephen Thompson. There you go. No, That'd be a great feed him to Michael Chiesa. You think he beats my? I think I think to me, if if Cosmont would have beat Stephen Thompson over Mike Chiesa, that's more of a shot for him to get to get title. I don't think anyone beats that man right now, dude. He, I I think you've only seen one of his fights. I've seen all of them, but one, which is the one when we were at the lake. Uh, he's insane. He's literally insane. He he comes at you. He won't let you. You can't hit him, and then he gets you on the ground. And once once he has you on the ground, I don't care what position it's in. It's game over. He's going to find a way to end it. And that's exactly what he did with this last guy. It's bananas. It's insane. So he's the next coming. And I think he's better than Khabib. 
Also, Islam Makachev is is insane. Too. Yeah, that dude's bananas. I knew <laughs> I knew that going into that fight. Yeah. I wanted to throw him into a parlay, but I didn't. Uh, I ended up throwing fucking stupid ass Polish fucking power Jan Blachowicz piece of shit into a parlay. So must. real quick, um, let's talk about what. what yeah, Islam Makachev is. It doesn't matter who wins the Poirier Gaethje. Chandler, Oliveira, doesn't matter. Ah, uh, dude, I don't know. Dustin Poirier is on a whole other level right now. He, he might be the only dude that can that can get a striking on him. Islam Makhachev is crazy though. But and I was talking. Shout out Pat McKelvey. Dustin Poirier had could be because uh, Dustin Poirier fought Khabib because Khabib used to used to be a belt holder at, at lightweight. He had him in like in like a guillotine. And almost had him. Like I, I, would, I would agree with that, Travis. Dustin Poirier would be the only guy on that list that has a shot against against Islam Makachev. He pieces up Michael Chandler. He pieces up Justin Gaethje. He pieces up Charles Oliveira. Even Benel Darush. Actually, that guy's a fucking beast too. Yeah, I would like to see Benil Darush get a crack at him. See what he can do on the ground because Benil Darush can can wrestle too. Uh, that might that might be the, that might be the next fight to make for for Makachev. Then it might be in the title fight for whoever wins that. Uh, so, uh, any uh, so that that's the main card. We to recap it real quick. Let's go through it. Uh, we like we like Cheeto Vera in, in in the first fight on the main card. Uh, we like the underdog uh, Quarantillo against Shane Burgos. We also like the under of two and a half rounds there, or I do anyway. And then a Michael Chandler, uh, Justin Gaethje. Our our like gut pick is under one and a half rounds. But our heart pick is 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 Chandler. Do never never bet with your heart. We love the under a four and a half on Wiley Zhang and Thug Rose. Also like Thug Rose as well. And then we like Colby Chaos Covington. That is a heart pick. Um, any any undercard picks that you like a lot? Yeah, I like Edmund Shabazian. You like him to win? I I, I thought th- I thought you were fading him. No, I like him to win. He's plus one hundred five against. Uh... Nazardine Imavov, Edmund Shabazian, he uh, he was undefeated. He was just like this next up and comer. He was really good. Uh, he's eleven and zero. Then he fought Derek Brunson, and we all know how that when he got knocked out. And then it's like, okay, he's gonna have a he's gonna have a rebound fight. But they scheduled this rebound fight to, against Jack Hermanson. <laughs> that's not a re- that's he automatically he lost that fight. And then on the other side, uh, Imavov ten and three. He hasn't fought a ton of competition. Like he beat Ian Heinish, but Ian Heinish I don't think is that good. And then he lost to Philip Hawes uh, by decision. I just like I like Shabazian in this fight just due to the fact that he he can stand up, he can get it to the ground, and he's plus money. He and, I plus think, money. and I don't think he loses three in a row. He loses three in a row. He's gonna have to. He's gonna. He might get dropped from the UFC. I think so too. Um, I I like that. I like that pick. You talked me into it. Um, one I like is uh, I actually like Bobby Green against Alan Conta. Alan Conta has he's only 14 6 and 1, but I feel like he's fought everyone in the world. I know, right? I mean, and he also absorbs for almost four and a half strikes per minute while Bobby Green puts out 5.17 strikes the per minute. The fact that this dude had a title shot against Khabib interim, but yeah, but still, like he could have held the belt also. And then, since also, then he's only beaten Kevin Lee. 
Yeah. Also, Bobby Green out outdoes this dude on the ground. He has a one point five seven, one point five six takedown takedown advantage. Um, and I mean, yeah, this is just this is a a mismatch from all hell. But he did beat Mazadal. Who gives a fuck? I could beat Mazadal at this point right now. I think. Um, no, no, yeah, I could. No, I could. Coming off, he's coming off three or four losses. One is Habib. One is Dan Hooker. But he lost to Cerrone in twenty nineteen. You lose to Cerrone anytime after 2016, you're washed. I think Bobby Green is is definitely the pick there for sure. Yeah, I was leaning that side too. Uh, talk about talk about somebody who's been around the block. It's Bobby Green. Yeah. Um. Other than that, there's not a ton I really like on the prelims. To be honest with you, no, there really isn't. Uh, a lot of them are heavy favorites. Like heavy, heavy favorites. The rest like, of them I might just watch. Like Dustin Jacoby, uh, big up and comer. He's minus three hundred. Um, Philip Hawes, he's minus three thirty. Big up and comer. Um, Dustin Jacoby's only minus one thirty five. No, he's minus three forty. Who's it say oh, he's yeah. fighting on there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they changed it. Yep. Yeah, John Allen. I think some. I think somebody backed out. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, so that is UFC 268. Real quick, it's been a longer episode. Let's give you our degenerous digest picks. We're gonna give you five total picks. Other than that, you have to subscribe to the Patreon to get the rest of them because we're actually doing pretty decent. Um, I actually have the stats in front of us right now. You guys want to know for sure. Um, we actually finished. Let's look at it. We're going to give you five picks. We're going to do uh, five total picks, one of those being our lock and our upset. But in, in October of 2021, we last month, we finished uh, 175, 142, and four, up 23 units in the NFL. Travis, you'll be surprised to hear this. We were 60, 45, and one, up 21 and a half units. And in college, kind of meh, 57, 48, and two, up 4.1 units. Sounds about right. Yeah, NFL's been our bread and butter. Those tackle props have been fucking heat. <laughs> yeah, they, they've helped out a lot. They've helped out a lot for sure. So we're doing five total picks. Five total picks, Is three that whatever. Including a lock and upset? Including a lock and upset. So lock upset and three other picks. All right. Let's get into it, man. My upset, I'm going to kick it off with my upset right, right, right off the bat. I'm not going to bury the lead here. Um they were an upset. They technically technically still are, and I think Travis is probably in the same way. It's Packers money line. They are plus one hundred money line. They're even right now. The the spread is minus one Chiefs. How can you bet on the Chiefs right now when they should have lost to the Giants? Like we said on top of the episode, Packers money line plus one hundred is my upset of the week. I'm all, I'm doing three to four units on that on that pitch. Yeah. I don't mind it at all. Uh, don't mind it. Like it. Also did it. Uh, that's probably one of the best best picks of the uh, of the weekend in terms of NFL. My upset of the week is going to be Ultra Ball. I think it's eleven o'clock game on Saturday. It's Wake Forest at UNC. Uh, I don't know the exact underdog. Value. I can grab it for you real quick. Gosh, damn it. The ESPN app. 
Uh, they are plus 115. So, again, not crazy big value. Uh, but they're at UNC. I don't care if they're on the road. UNC has not been good. They're 4-4. Four and four. Wake Forest, on the other hand, they're scoring at will. I know their defense isn't great, but they're able to score at will. Yeah, don't hate that at all. Um, it's a great pick. I have Wake Forest on my card as well. Uh, that was your upset of the week? That was my upset. I'll roll into my lock. You guys might not like it, but I'm rolling with Baylor. Minus six and a half, minus seven, wherever you get that. This is my lock of the week. They're playing TCU. I know it's a road game. It seems like a like a trap game for Baylor, but TCU's fucking terrible. I mean, they're just not good this year. No bones about it. Baylor's offense is insane. They're able to keep up and score with anybody. Uh, So, yeah, minus six and a half. I'm good with this up to seven. Anything past seven, I'll put a question mark on and not make it a lock. But up to minus seven, I'll make it my lock of the week. I like it. like it a lot. They're on my slate, too. Uh, My lock of the week is NC State, six and two. Very well. A few plays away from... Uh, seven and one, very close to being undefeated. They're going on the road at Florida State, but this is a Florida State team who me and Jared were talking, uh, you know, four weeks ago. A team that might win two to three games at most. They are three and five. They've squeaked out a couple wins, but uh, they're coming off a loss at uh, at Clemson, who NC State beat. Before that, they played UMass, uh, who's not a quality team at all. We already know that. And then on the other side, NC State coming off a win against Louisville, 15 points, and then a heartbreaker against Miami, which is a game that they should have won. They lost by one, beat Boston College by a handful, beat Louisiana Tech, and then they beat Clemson. They're a much superior team, two and a half points in the NC State. Hell yeah, love it. So we'll do three other picks. I'm actually going to give you three NFL picks here because I know that's what y'all like. Uh, I like the Pats and the South minus three and a half on the road against Carolina. Fucking Carolina stinks. It goes for it. Just goes without speaking. The fucking Carolina stinks, and Bill Belichick's got that Pats defense rolling right now. I mean, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, it's a Stephon Gilmore revenge game." No, it's not. Who gives a shit? Fucking Pats. Pats roll on that one. Yeah, love that. Uh, I'll give you. I'm gonna give you one more. Uh, college football pick. I will too. Since you are, I'll, I'll give one more. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to give one. I, I'm going to give a free one. I like central Michigan on the day you're hearing this on Wednesday night. That's not going to be one of them because short notice. One of my picks. Uh, should I do it? I'm debating it. Jared. Mizzou. Mizzou. Do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing Mizzou plus 38. I mean, that's, that's just stupid to even say out loud. <laughs> Uh, in front of people, plus 38. Don't care how good Georgia is. Don't care how bad Mizzou's defense has been. You, you got to lay the points regardless. And if you lose the points, if you lose that bet on 38, then you lose the bet. You're never going to take a team minus 38. No, never. Absolutely fucking never. So um, I don't care how bad it's been. Um, 38 points is a lot. I mean, when you grand scheme of things, that's five touchdowns and a field goal, and that still pushes. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. It really is. Um, I don't mind that pick at all. My other college pick I'll give you is going to be uh, Ohio State minus 15 at, at Nebraska. Nebraska's 3-6. and six. They're terrible. Ohio State's right on that cusp of being in the college football playoff. 
So they want to get there. They have to fucking shit kick everybody they're going to play. That's not they have a to shit pump. They have to put a shit pumping on them. Yeah, especially because especially after Nebraska, I mean they play Purdue at home, which is fine, but then they play Michigan State and Michigan in the year. So they really have to fucking shit pump whoever they play. I love Ohio State minus fifteen. Their offense has been rolling hard as of late. They scored 33, 54, 66, and 52, 59, 41. I mean, they're just rolling. Yeah, they're rolling over teams. So I like that pick. My next two are going to be NFL, both afternoon slate games. Uh, My first one is the Chargers at the Eagles. Chargers coming off a letdown game against the Patriots. Justin Herbert not looking so good. Actually coming off two letdown games, if you really want to be honest. Uh, Two back-to-back losses going on the road in Philadelphia. This is a game where they can bounce back. This is a game where their defense can bounce back. Uh, against a team who really doesn't move the ball that well. They just find out a way to win games because Philadelphia has won three games, but their offense isn't that good. Uh, give me Justin Herbert and the Chargers minus one and a half. So basically to win. Yeah, it's a minus two on DraftKings. So like you said, still, still the same damn thing. I love that pick. Another one that I like a lot. I'm not going to steal your – is your last one the Cardinals-Niners? It is. You can steal it. That's fine. No, I won't. I won't. I'll steal the Sunday night game. Titans at Rams. This line has moved already a full point. It opened up last night at six and a half. Obviously, the Rams were favored because it's Titans at Rams. It's now at seven and a half. I like the Titans. I don't think Derrick Henry is ever going to be a factor in this game because of the Rams run defense. So I think the Titans easily keep keep this from the touchdown. I think this is a really competitive game. Titans have been dogs. Now this is four weeks in a row now. Four weeks in a row, we bet on them the last three weeks and they've won outright every single week. I'm not sure they went outright. I do think they covered. I like the Titans plus seven and a half in this one. I like that one too. My last one, Jared already mentioned it, is the Cardinals at the 49ers. The line is even, so you can get the Cardinals right now minus one ten. Uh, just to win, to pick them six and two against the spread. Meanwhile, the 49ers are two and five Cardinals coming off their first loss of the year. I don't think they dropped two back to back. The 49ers have been just average at best. I mean, they, they, I mean, yeah, they beat the the bears by 11, but it was, it was a fairly competitive game through and through on a bears team who hasn't been that good. And before that, they, They've just been getting beaten. They've already lost to the Cardinals by seven points, and I feel like the Cardinals have only gotten better in the last few weeks. I do too. The Cardinals had that one loss to um, it, was the, it was the Packers this past week on primetime. I mean, the Packers might win the NFC. I can see that. Yeah. So those are our degenerate digest picks. You want the rest of them again. Subscribe to the Patreon. It's more like a convenience fee. If you guys are, if you guys just gamble even a little bit, like I said, just take take our big place, our tackle props. You subscribe to it for the tackle props only. That, that that's eight bucks a month. Those have been thirty and fifteen. Win some money, um, and and on, and on a heater. But I think that'll do it for episode one forty. It was a long one. It was a long one. It was a good one. We have a. If you listen this far. We do have a probably our biggest guest ever next week. Yeah, big one. You'll want to tune in for it. So check it out. Absolutely. Check it out next week. We'll see you guys then. Until then, peace out. Happy hand, happy gambling, happy hunting. Peace. peace. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.